Welcome back to the good stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, friend Linda Q, the good news guy. Absolutely love Tuesdays. I get to hang out with all of you and bring you all the good stuff from around the world. I haven't been here in a while. It's been a little bit crazy, but that's only because I was trying to do some good stuff all around the world. We will chat about that. I got to meet some interesting characters while I was on my travels, and um, hopefully we'll have them on the show soon. I have a really massive show for you today. There's loads to fit in, um, but it's all in the name of good, so I'm sure we'll be okay. We'll be checking out our... Hashtag high five, which is the top good news stories of the week. We'll be interviewing our, I don't even know how to say this, hashtag WKLYGR8, which stands for Weekly Great, Ruby, a Cliff Central intern who's all about the good stuff and definitely someone who inspires us. Um, we'll be giving you our change one thing as well, as we normally do, and, um, and also showcasing our Give A Lot, which is a charity idea that you can get vol- involved in. <sighs> Plus the team who put together the Chocolate and Coffee Expo will be stopping by. I'm hoping they're going to bring us some goods because um, it's quite cold in Joburg this morning and I wouldn't mind some. Maybe maybe hot chocolate coffee. Maybe that's a, a choice. But first, Nikki is back from the UK. She's also been on a whole whirlwind of travels. And um, she's even more English now. So we can call her our very intensely, heavily English good news correspondent. Nick, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks. And you? Sorry, what was that? <laughs> Sorry, wait, I need to slow down and talk like this because no one understands me now. Yeah, I've been giving Nikki a little bit of flat. She got back. And, and how do we say, um, how are you doing, ma'am? Is that, is that the correct English sort of way of greeting? I, I suppose it depends where you're from. Where I'm from, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> just like that? That's- yeah, that's it. You know, like you've got the how's it. Yeah. It's just like, a, all right. All right. All right. I'm a Yorkshire bird, you see. Aye, aye. How was the trip? It was amazing. How long were you there for? Um, Just under three weeks. Um, Wow. Yeah, no, it was amazing. You got a good boss to give you all that leave. I I do have an incredibly good boss. You're right, yes. (laughs) Not to play smoke up your own backside there. Um, But, okay, so you you were there for three weeks. You were hanging out with all your family, all your friends. Uh, I hope you were telling them about the good stuff and the fact that you're part of the show. Of course. In fact... Um, well, my mum, my mum listens all the time anyway, standard. Hey mum. Um, but my uncle is supposed to be listening. He took down the details and some of my friends took it down. So. Wow. Widening the horizons of the good stuff. That's pretty crazy. While you were away, we had a, a staff meeting here. Um, you know, the regular ones where we all get together and, uh, eat some sushi, drink some wine. I, lo- I love some sushi and wine. And and then talk about what's going on at Cliff Central and how we can improve and be better and uh, be the best that we can be. And one of the things that came out of the meeting is that my biggest audience or the show's biggest audience is from South Africa. So give yourselves a round of applause and thanks for listening. Um, the second biggest, biggest, uh, what would I call it? The second biggest audience audience from around the world. Is not where you are from, so your your job you you're fired. Um, that's the second time today. It's Ireland. That's surprising. Our biggest, our second biggest but, uh, audience is Ireland. So, like, is that this? So, like, say you've got fifty thousand people in South Africa, twenty thousand in Ireland. Is that like how they worked it out? Or they worked it out on a percentage. Because if it's like number of people to the size of the island, I feel that Ireland's got quite a good chance there. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's <laughs> but your your rationale is sort of cuckoo because I don't think my maths is that good. <laughs> so I don't know how you work that out. <laughs> Look, I've got really intelligent since I was in England. What can I say? It's the English air. 
Ah, it's the English air. Yeah, so a, a lot of our listeners are coming from Ireland, and we're thankful that they're tuning in. Um, I'd love you to tell more your mates about the show, because my biggest thing is that I'm trying to spread the good stuff. I'm trying to bring good news to everybody and um, and hopefully inspire you to, I don't know, do good stuff within your own communities is what it's all about. Uh, one of the biggest things is I've added a couple of features into the show. We're going to be hashtagging throughout the show, so you can pick up on that on Cliff Central Com, uh, Nick's Abbott, Nick's underscore Abbott. That's the one. Uh, Brent Lindeque. You can follow us all over there and, and sort of get in touch and tell us what you think. Um, today is quite a top day, and I'm calling it a top day because I'm wearing a top knot. They mocked me when I walked into the studio this morning. This is the first time. Nick, what do you think of us? This is the first time I've seen you top knot. How do you feel? I don't hate it. You don't hate it? No. That's amazing. And Nick's, Nick's has got these beautiful, what did I call them? Top, uh, um, top sneakers or top, high tops. They're called high That's tops. That's the one. Yeah, she's been shopping up a storm in, uh, in the UK. They are beautiful. I do love them. This is the first time I'm wearing them out there, so I'm like walking really carefully because I don't want to get them dirty. I am super, super, super excited to see what you brought me. Oh, so much stuff. I just couldn't even carry it. Yeah, I thought so. I thought that's, uh, I thought that's what you're going to bring into the studio this morning. We're all good though. Um, if you didn't bring me any presents, I'm hoping you brought us some good stuff. Uh, good stuff stories for the week, yeah? Uh, of course. Yeah, Nikki's got it all down. All the good stuff. Bum, 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 bum. This is your intro, right? This is my tune. <laughs> all right, next, what do we got? Top five, high five good stories for the week. Where are we? Okay, at uh, number five, we have the photo of a little boy studying in the Philippines, streets that goes viral and inspires us to be thankful for what we have and work harder for what we want. You know, that that, that story, and I'm going to put this down a little bit, that story was pretty epic because it's in the Philippines. I'm going to post that photo on, on social media right now. It's this kid who's sitting, it must be... I don't know what time the lights go out in, in the Philippines, but let, let's call it eight or nine o'clock at night. And he's young. He's little. He's tiny. Yeah, he's like nine years old. And he's, he's, but he's also quite small. And he's busy studying to the light, like a traffic light at McDonald's. Yeah, he's outside um, the drive-thru of McDonald's and he's using, because the lights, because he doesn't have electricity where he stays, so he's using the lights of the drive-thru as his lighting so he can do his homework. Wow. Because by the time he gets home from school, it's already started getting dark, and so he doesn't, he can't, doesn't have any light to do his homework. So he goes and sits there. Uh, apparently him and his brother do, both do their homework outside the McDonald's using the light there. It's pretty sad, and I think it makes you realize that, um, that, I mean, first of all, we're incredibly blessed to have what we have. And secondly, if you want something, I mean, you'll either find a way or you'll find an excuse. Yeah, you find a way to, to be successful. And obviously this little boy knows that education is the way forward. And so he's doing everything he can to make sure he gets that education at nine years old, which is quite impressive. Flip. I think what's also quite cool is the, the story has gone viral. So it's all over the internet and it's, it's something that you can catch up on and get inspired by it to uh, make your own stuff, you know? Okay, at number four, we have the 62-year-old grandfather that jumps in the path of a speeding freight train to save a toddler in a stroller in Sydney. Yeah, so um, in Sydney, this was his toddler. I don't know why they let the pram go in the first place. I I do have to say, when I first read this, I was a little bit like, why was the pram so close to the train tracks that it managed to fall off? Um, But anyway, having said that... I mean, obviously, as a grandfather, he's not a young man. Yeah. And he literally just jumps onto the tracks, saves the little girl, and within seconds gets out of the way himself as a freight train comes speeding past him. The video is hectic because you get to see the whole thing go down. The stroller falls over the edge. He jumps into the train tracks. And I, I can only think your body's not that agile at his age. 
And yeah, that, I can't imagine that that was an easy jump for him. And then he quickly gets out before this huge freight train comes, and you can see his movements are like a hundred times slower than what the train was, which is um, it's pretty epic. Yeah, and like you say, at his age, it probably wasn't the easiest. Um, but I suppose when the adrenaline kicks in and when needs must, yeah. Everybody can respond. Got to make it happen. Got to make it happen. What have we got next? Okay, at number three, um, labels are for cans, not for people. Uh, Coca-Cola in the Middle East removes all its labels and asks Muslims to fight prejudice on Ramadan. At Ramadan, yeah. So this story, I actually hate talking about Coca-Cola because it sounds like they pay me. Um, they're really good with their marketing, their PR stuff, the marketing. These guys know what they're doing. And this little little story, they've got a couple of photos of the cans and they've removed all the, the branding. But still, you can tell it's a Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola can because it's got like the red and the white. Yeah, it's still got the white like swish. Yes, the little swish. Um, it. it it has a video that accompanies the the story, and what's pretty epic epic about it is um, the video they take. I think it's like eight different people, and I don't know if that show in the UK did it in the dark. I haven't. Oh yes, sorry, they did. Yes, in the dark. Yeah. yeah. So they do the same sort of thing where all these guys are sitting around a table, um, a big round table, and all the lights off, so they can't they can't see each other, and they've got infrared cameras on, and they're all talking to each other, and they're describing what each person looks like. But you can see what they look like. So the one guy. Um, he comes across as like very religious and, and super Muslim and, 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 but what you're seeing is a man who's tattooed from head to toe. His face, his arms, his legs. He's so out there that he would never ever fit the mold. And all of these guys, um, at the end of the video, and I'm going to repost this so you guys can see it out there, but at the end of the video, they switch the lights on and you realize that, um, Labels what, don't ster- matter. Yeah, stereotypes aren't anything. Stereotypes aren't anything. So it's really cool for Coca-Cola to do that. They do not pay me, I promise. Um, but I do love what their marketing team does. They're also, they're not allowed to sell those in shops though, are they? Because of the ingredients and everything being missing. So they're just for special events where they'll be giving them away rather than selling them. True. It's like when they gave me that... um the blue one. The blue bottle yeah. or whatever I had, yeah. Okay, so at number two, one of the wealthiest people on earth just announced he's giving all of his money to charity. He is, I think, number 38, uh, in, in the world for being wealthy. And he, he, con- what's his name? Prince Alawalid bin Tatar. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try and, and repeat that. He's Arabic. Um, and yeah, he's, he's one of the richest men in the world and he's decided that he's going to be giving all of his money away. I'm sure he's got stocks and he's got things to make it back. I was going to say, I'm sure there must be an income coming somewhere that he's not going to just all of a sudden have no money. Or, you know, I mean, he's a prince. He's got his dad that's a king. So I'm sure that he can get money from his dad. A little bit. <laughs> dad, I've given all my money away to charity. Uh, dad, help. I need another Rolls Royce. Can you just... Uh... <laughs> help a brother out. Yeah. <laughs> Hectic. Okay, then finally, at number one, we have hashtag the Africa the media never shows you. It's the new trending hashtag showing the awesome side of Africa to the world. Um, obviously, the media love showing kids who are starving or the corruption or the crime. So what they've done is they are putting pictures of themselves showing the real Africa. I think it is incredible because if you look at the post, um, the one thing, I mean, Gareth spoke about this in the UK when he did his TED Talk, is that social media gives us the capability to spread messages of hope, of good news, and to change what we currently are facing. And and South Africa or Africa as a continent, um, media slate us, like the media really do. You were just in the UK. What are they saying about South Africa? No, I have to say I agree, and I, fi- I do find... 
the more that I stay here, the more when I go back, the more kind of possessive I get over South Africa when people say something bad. Because the problem is over there, they only see the bad stuff. So, you know, you only see the trials of people that have shot their girlfriends through doors and the wives that have been murdered and whatever. You don't really see the nice parts of the country or the lions that are eating the tourists. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you don't really see the nice side of the country. So they only see the negative side. So I think this is a really cool cool thing to do so that people can actually see that it's not all those ads where it's donate $2 every month to help this child starving. Yeah, I know. When I think of the African photos, you always see that little kid who's really thin with a fly in his nose. I was going to say, um, have you seen the Trevor Noah thing where it's like, how do they get that fly? Yeah. Perfect every single time. And that's, and that's sort of what the media portray us as. And that's, that is a truth. It is a reality. But at the same time, we have so much to show. I was gonna say, it's not the only reality and it's no, not the only truth. No. If you guys want to get involved with that little trend that's going on on social media, all you have to do is, I don't know, take a photo of yourself sitting in Cliff Central Studios <laughs> and hashtag the Africa, the media never shows you. And it's, it's that simple, really. And that, uh, the good stuff music is out, Nick's. That, that must mean we're done then. Are we done with the hashtag half half? I feel so. That is absolutely ridiculous. If you guys want to get in touch, uh, or just chat to us, you can get hold of us on 0861 Send a message on WeChat or t- tweet us at cliffcentral.com. Um, I am flipping excited. To have this person in studio. I'm just going to turn up the mic here. So the other day I walked into Cliff Central and there was the most stunning girl sitting at the desk busy tapping away on her, her laptop. And, uh, and I mean, you, I saw her sitting there, didn't think much. And, uh, Rena said to me, you have to meet her. She's absolutely incredible. She's changing the world. Um, not only is she a Johannesburg junior council alumni, but she's also a lead essay hero. And that means a lot to me because I was nominated as a lead essay hero. I, I think it's way bigger. You were a youth hero, which means you were doing good stuff way before, like I even, I even thought about it, which is insane. From what I understand, and you're going to help us on the right path here, Ruby, you saw something in the community where there was a problem. And, and it is a massive problem in South Africa and most probably the world over. There are, there are so many ladies out there who are not able to afford sanitary pads. Um, and you saw this as a gap, an opportunity uh, to do something great for your community and to give back. And you started an initiative, which is still continuing today. I mean, when were you a leader, say, hero? Um, in 2013, the end of 2013. Two years later, and you're still doing it bigger and better than ever. Before <laughs> we get into that, because I know you have 20, 21,000. Right? Yes. Sanitary pads in your house. I want to know where you keep them. <laughs> They're all in my garage. My mom is not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to the show. Has anybody else at Cliff Central had you on air? Yes. Uh, yesterday I was on with Dr. Cindy on the she's Health am- Hour. She's amazing. Dr. She Cindy is. is incredible. If you want to listen to a good show uh, and get to know what's going on, Dr. Cindy's a good one. She's on every Monday. But yes, yeah, so now I've got you. I've stolen you. You're <laughs> yes. in studio with me. Um, before we get into that, I want to know... First question, where did you grow up? Um, well, I was born in England. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> and then I lived there for a few years and I came to South Africa when I was five. Yeah, where, whereabouts in England? Um, where did I stay? Gosh. In the UK. Milton Keynes. I stayed in Milton Keynes. Next, do you know yeah. where that is? I do. She's a, she's a southern bird. I'm a northerner. Aye, aye. There's going to be a fight in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not anymore, and both of you are on common ground now. You're both in South Africa, so boom, there it is. You're right. Yes. <laughs> Just, so you came over from the UK to South Africa, yeah. straight to Johannesburg. Yes. Okay, what did your parents do? 
Um, well, my mom was nursing in England and then my dad was in IT. But they're from Zim, so I identify as a Zimbabwean. Wow. Yeah. Well-traveled. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's hectic. How old are you now? I'm 18. 18, and this girl uh, is changing the world. I'm, I'm incredibly honored because I feel that South Africa needs leadership like yours because you are a leader. Um, you're also inspirational, and what you're doing for your community is massive, massive, massive. Uh, we're going to go back. How did you become a part of the Johannesburg Council? Uh, well, this was end of grade 10, so in 2012, uh, we could, like, we heard about the Johannesburg Junior Council in school, and you could, you know, sign up and write an essay about why you should be chosen, and then your grade would vote for you. So we had two representatives from each school. So it's just like an organization that has about 70 students, and we all have different committees that do different charity initiatives for the year of 2013. Absolutely incredible. And you're not part of the alumni, so you don't, you don't work with them anymore. No, but sometimes I, you know, involve myself with projects that they're doing and all of that. Which is what you need to do. You need to keep up with that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you, you came up with this initiative. What was the inspiration behind it? Well, I mean, the question that always comes up with our youth is how can the youth of today be successful and how can we all help each other, you know, to have the best lives possible and to improve the South Africa that we live in and make it what we want it to be. So I thought, well, the best thing to target would be education. But what impacts education that everyone doesn't necessarily think of? Like, what are the things that people overlook? And I thought one of the things that definitely impacts females, which I am, so I identify with this, is your menstrual cycle every month. And the realization that many girls are missing up to five days of school every month um, for a whole year, which will add up to like 60 days, so two months of school, because of their menstrual cycle and they don't have, you know, the appropriate materials during that time. It's flipping incredible. Hey, Nix? Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, obviously, like, they're assuming that they can't go out or anything, so that's five days that they're confined. Exactly. And they're also using unsanitary methods. So, you know, the risk of infection and things like that is just not healthy for them. Yeah. Okay, so there, there lies the problem, and you saw that there was this problem. What was your next step? Uh, the next step was to obviously, you know, start the drive for the pads and get the word out there. So the first drive I did was with my committee in Johannesburg Junior Council. So we did this as a team. Um, we mainly, you know, did the, the the drives in our schools and had boxes and reception for people to donate. And we also contacted a lot of big corporates to help us. So like Edward Nathan Sonnenberg, FNB, those type of companies helped us out a lot. Did, did they jump on board? Yes. That's incredible. I mean, a few <laughs> didn't, <laughs> but a lot did. When I, when I spoke to um, the guys behind the carte blanche charity, George Mazarakis told me that that's one of the most difficult things is putting yourself out there, knocking on doors, asking for the assistance. But once you get get it from like one corporate, it kind of gives you the confidence to walk into the next one. Exactly. And you're, you're able to just get what you need and get it out there. And um, I suppose also if you've got a big corporate on board that you can be like, when you go to somebody else, be like, so we've already got so-and-so on board. It helps other people to think, okay, well, if they're on board, then I should also be on board because they're a big company as well. Do you yeah. know, it helps push people to think, yeah, I should definitely join in with this. Exactly. Once you get one person on board... Everyone else wants to join. Totally, totally. So 21,000 pads at the moment. Yes. In your garage. Yes. <laughs> does, it, does it take up quite a lot of space? Uh, no, it's not too bad because they're in boxes. Okay. So yeah, I just had to sort that out. And and how long has it taken you to collect that many? Um, It actually didn't take that long. I did it 
last year um during matric it just got very hectic with matric so i just waited until you know i was back now from uni to do the handout but it took maybe two months wow. it didn't take too long that's amazing but because from the first drive it took much longer to you know get it get the word out there and that took longer to get the pads but now it's it's quick now it's quick now you got the contacts so yeah you can just, you can pick up the phone and be like hey me again, me again. <laughs> i need some pads <laughs> um and and what are we going to do with all of these there's there's twenty one thousand of them what is the plan um well so usually what i do on my handout day is i try and organize a motivational speaker for the girls so that i'm not you know just going there and handing out pads and saying here you know do with them what you will you know, I'm motivating the girls and also I get like a hygiene talk. Uh, this year, Procter & Gamble has agreed to do a hygiene talk for the girls, you know, to show them why you need to be healthy during your menstrual cycle and how to use the pads. And then I also got um, pretty packets donated to put the pads in so that it's, you know, the girls don't feel embarrassed to walk around school just carrying pads around. You know, they can... Well, that, that's the thing. When I was doing research for the show today and I was going through, um, basically what we're going to chat about and, and looking for charities that fit what you do and, and just try to come up with a theme. At first I was quite, you know, it's a taboo subject. Yeah. And then I realized actually it's not. It's, it's all ladies do it. Um, it's part of who we are. And if we can protect the, the ladies that need it, it makes a huge difference. Exactly. They're part of our workforce. They need to be studying. They need to be going to school. What you're doing is creating a huge, huge difference. Thank you. That's amazing. So we're going to be handing them out for Mandela Day. Yes. Yeah, that's part of your Mandela yeah, Day for this year. Yeah, we're going to do it on the 20th of July. Very exciting. I'm Very excited. exciting. Um, any plans for the future? You are studying. Where are you studying? Um, I'm studying at the University of Cape Town. You really do get around. <laughs> yes. Zimbabwe, UK, <laughs> Joburg, Cape Town. Are you loving Cape Town? I am loving it. Cape Town's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. What are you studying? I'm studying BCom philosophy, politics, and economics. Wow. This girl's going places. Next, <laughs> I've interviewed a couple of different people in the year that I've been with Cliff Central, and I can pick up a trend. It's, it's almost like a light, uh, that shines. It's a, I'm going to sound a little bit spiritual, which I'm not at all, but it's an aura. It's, it is really something about you that you can see you're going places. And, <laughs> thank and, you. And perhaps, <laughs> perhaps it's the focus that you know that you are. There's that, there's that, you know, there's that, yeah, there's that. <laughs> you know, you know, you're going places. How do listeners keep in touch with you? I did tweet your, your handle, which I'm going to pick up now again because I forgot it already. How bad is that? What is your Twitter? Um, at R-U-B-E-L-S-C. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, the same for Facebook. No, no, what am I saying? The same for Instagram. It's at R-U-B-E-L-S underscore C. And then usually the best way to contact me would be via email. Via email? What's your email address? Um, it's Ruby, R-U-B-Y dot C-H-I-K-W-I-R-I at yahoo.com. I'm going to retweet that. Yeah, that's I a think biggie. so. That's a biggie. <laughs> um, how long are you going to be here at Cliff Central with us? I'm here for two more weeks until yeah. I go back. We'll have yeah. you on the show again before you go. Or awesome. we'll just throw you on another show. We'll get every, <laughs> we'll spread you around so everybody can interview Everyone you. Everyone wants me. <laughs> <laughs> um, big question. If there's any corporates that want to get involved, what, same thing, email? Yeah, email. Because we do, we do need corporate help on this. It's, Definitely. Um, I mean, they have all the money, so <laughs> <laughs> they need to help out. Amazing. It's been great chatting and, uh, yeah, we will have you on again. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central.
That was quite quickly. What? I love that song. Next, that's, uh, you wouldn't know. That's, um, Empire? What's it called? Yeah, I did say to you just now, who is this? Um, but I had no idea who it was. It's called Empire, and, uh, it's a series that was on Televishi. Uh, really cool. It's all about sort of a hip hop family that own this empire of music, and every episode they sing. So it's like Glee meets Nashville. Gangster Glee. It's Gangster Glee. Gangster Glee. (laughs) And my friend actually watches it and she says it's really good. Maybe I should uh, look it up. For sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, so every week I have a segment called Change One Thing and it's hashtag C1T. Um, And it's where I sort of come up with one little concept that I believe if you can change one thing, you can change everything. You have the ability. I'm living proof. Um, Just a year and a half ago, I was a regular guy. Now I've got a little radio show on Cliff Central. My change one thing this week is something absolutely epic that I was a part of last week. Um, I got an email from CNN about two weeks ago. They have a show called African Voices. And they had this producer fly out from Atlanta to come and, I don't know, spend three days with me. I felt a bit like Kim Kardashian. I was going to say, did you feel like a little um, reality celebrity there? I'll tell you this. It is incredibly difficult to have cameras follow you around for three days straight. Do you run out of things? Not that you run out of things to say, but like, do you feel like you over try to be fun and stuff? I think the first day, yes. Um, But, but I I mean, I got to know the producer really well, Rob, and he was, he's a flippin' cool guy. And him and I chatted quite a bit, um, extensively when we were driving and sort of going from place to place in my hometown and here and there and all over the place. And one of the things that he said is not so much CNN, but, and they did do it to me, but when you're on a reality show, quote unquote, they exhaust you. They, they exhaust you to the point where you're, you're not putting on a fake whatever. Yeah, but I suppose like the likes of the Kardashians, they have them all the time. So it just becomes part of the background. 100%. So they get used to it. 100%. So with with CNN um, filming me and, and sort of how it rolled, we went through and we kicked off uh, the Random Acts of Kindness July campaign. I've taken it upon myself to prove that Nelson Mandela is more than just one day. And I'm going to try to do something every day for 30 days. I have been. Um, it's actually a pretty good feeling to give back and, and to do good stuff. It really does feel good. But that's not what it's about. Uh, I... The first thing I did was um, little Layla from Appendy Angels. I mean, she's I mean, she's growing up so quickly. She's six and a half now. No way. Yeah, six and a half. And she's got all these little toys that she had when she was younger that she was keeping up at the top of her cupboard. So her mum got hold of me, and um, they packed up three massive bags. Like, you know, you get those disposable bags, but like the big ones. Yeah. The big ones when you're cutting down a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they packed up three of these bags of toys. We went through. We collected them. And I went to um, a location. In, it, it's so random. It's in Fourways. It's in between like where the Clay Oven restaurant was and the Porsche dealership on Vidkopen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, I know. There mean. are desolate people living in that area that have put together cardboard houses. I have seen, well, you know, when you see, the, and you can see the smoke coming up from the top yeah. of the trees and stuff, so you, you don't actually see it, but you know where it is. Well, we, we found out that there was a little um, nursery school there that's completely 100% free for all the kids. It's run by the church and the community. And um, the reason that crash exists is so that the parents can go to work. Yeah, which they need that. I mean, what do you do with your child? That means that you can't work and they need to work. 100%. So we took all these toys through and we handed them over to all these kids. I've got some photos of how it went down. I actually get a little lump in my throat. The kids, it was like giving someone a house to have like a little teddy bear. 
absolutely mental. It took my breath away. And I just, my change one thing this week is to remember that there's people out there that are less fortunate than you. And today when you're driving, when you're driving to work or to home, maybe you'll drive executive hours, you go to work now. <laughs> when you're driving home, remember that that person who's sort of begging on the corner or is, is asking for food, they're not doing it for fun. It's not because it's a, it's a jaw. Yeah. It's so, not, they don't necessarily choose to do that. Yeah. So maybe, um, just look at them and, and understand that, uh, there is other people out there that are, that are underprivileged. And something small can make them make their day. One hundred percent. Okay. So, um, we're going to, we're going to lighten the mood a little bit because that was deep, <sighs> deep, yo. Um, we've got someone in here from the chocolate and coffee expo, which is happening at Monte Casino, I think on the 16th of July, which is Nelson Mandela weekend. Yeah. I'm going to just switch on your microphone when I find it. Um, Where is the chocolate and the coffee? Like, come on now. You're in studio. I thought I was going to get some. Well, I mean, we'll make sure that you actually get some um, (laughs) carried over as soon as possible. I'm wearing wearing a chocolate bikini. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) All over that. Let's go. (laughs) That's actually a surprise, surprise. Sean from the motherland, who's who's just all of a sudden popped up in studio. Um, And apparently he's got a, what? Yeah, I started working at Cliff Central a week ago doing your guys' dishes and stuff. So I thought, hey, I know Nadine. I'm playing at a show. Let me come and like raid your interview. (laughs) Let me just appear. I'm well impressed. You are all over the place, boy. Yeah, what can I say? Just all over the place. And he's got a chocolate bikini on for Nikki, I guess. Yeah, I like Nikki's new shoes as well. I'm they, obviously good not getting paid enough because I was thinking of gangster. <laughs> they, they are awesome. They are pretty hot, pretty hot. <laughs> all right, so Nadine, you are from the Chocolate and Coffee Expo. It's the third year that it's happening at Monty. What can we expect this year? Well, we've got so much on the go. Um, and I think coffee is trending so badly at the moment. And people want to know why do I like my coffee and why do I like good coffee and... Um, you know, and chocolate. I mean, chocolate in 2020 is going to become a, a delicacy because there's no more cocoa beans. Wow. Yeah, so it's proper chocolate. So we've got over 140 exhibitors that will be exhibiting a coffee and chocolate element. Um, we've sort of handpicked all the all the exhibitors. We've got some fantastic workshops. We've got um, our chocolate theatre where you can make your own chocolate bar. We've got um, our coffee theatre that transfers information, brought you by Foghound, that actually trans- transfers information about coffee, um, the cupping of coffee, the, the roasting of coffee. We've also got our pairing theatre where you can pair whiskies with um, chocolate, champagne with chocolate. And we've also got our home barista jam, the first time we, re- we're ever doing this in the world and in the country where we're actually allowing our home baristas to compete. And, um, I mean, everyone loves to do their, their latte art at home. Um and they can actually compete and win a prize. And then we've also got our, for the first time this year as well, our Coca Mocha Music Lounge, where we've got some fantastic artists playing, um, up and coming artists. And, um, you can sit back and relax and have your coffee and chocolate cocktails. One of the biggest things that I think I see internationally where South Africa is only at the turning point now yeah. is, is in your first worlds like the USA or the UK. It's all about coffee. That's it. That's Pe- right. People will leave their house to go to a coffee shop. Yeah, to go to Starbucks. Yeah, to or... just go grab a coffee and then go back home. Well, the thing is, we're not we're not a walking sort of nation. We, we we're in our cars most of the time. So, um, you know, your, your big investments from Starbucks, etc., they sort of tend to pull back because of the fact that um, um, you know, we don't walk and grab a cup of coffee. But what's happening now is your micro roasters are popping up, and you know, we are starting to look at really good coffee. We are tired of 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 of, of shitty coffee. Yeah. Totally. Sorry. No, no, no. This is, un- this is on radio. You can say whatever the f you want. Oh, great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> no, I, I, it's something that I've seen as well. And, um, 
where was I? I can't even remember. I was working from some, it was some coffee shop and I was sort of working where my laptop was going and I ordered a coffee and I got, I got it and, um, it tasted awful. Well, this is it. And it was bitter and it, it just didn't taste right. And when I called the waitress over to say, sorry, um, my coffee doesn't taste great. I don't, I, I'm not a coffee connoisseur. Uh, but I, I do like an espresso. Like I know, I, I kind of have exactly a, f- what, I have a that's flavor. Exactly it, and, um, and the coffee that she'd given me, I think what had happened is they had one of those pots and the pot has been left on. It burnt it. It was burnt. It yeah. tasted like burnt coffee. Absolutely. So I asked her, please bring me another, co- like another cup. So she said, no problem. Looked at me as if I was a nutcase and then went off and brought me exactly the same pot oh. of coffee. And I didn't drink it. I paid for it, but I didn't drink it. It was, it was just, we, we're not exactly a coffee nation yet. Well, this is the thing. I mean, and that's how the whole entire show sort of started was, um, you know, we, like wine, for example, why I like a Merlot versus Sauvignon, whatever not. Um, coffee is, is pretty much the same. It's like you need to know, like, a, you know, a, a Ethiopian blend versus a, a Rubicon blend. And I think it's important for people to start understanding and, and to learn about why they like, you know, their different types of coffee. And, um, I mean, even now I'll go to a coffee shop and I'm like, what's your brand? Um, you know, you know, who's, who, who supplies your coffee? So people are, are starting to have a nice sort of palette where they're saying, um, you know, I choose that brand versus that brand because of, you know, I like it. Yeah, you start getting yeah, a flavor for absolutely, coffee. Absolutely, yeah. Before, before we went on air, you mentioned um, something with regards to, to I mean, you, you're you a big expo. You are. That's you're right, you're yeah. a big event. But at the same time, you're giving back. Absolutely. And what is that? I think the most important thing is um, we support a, um, a sort of non-profit organization called um, the Barista Guild that's been started up by SCASA, which is the Speciality Coffee Association. And there, basically, it's, it's creating job opportunities within the coffee industry because, I mean, SCASA, being a Speciality Coffee Association of South Africa, competes internationally. So they'll take different baristas from trade, like, for example, your Europa, Mug and Bean, or whatever. Their baristas will compete and actually enter into competitions. But we also believe that, that this is a, an opportunity for, for work. It's, it's job creation. So, you know, it's, it's training up a barista, um, on, you know, and, and we support that. And, and they'll go through the whole entire training school and they'll be able to go out and get jobs. So it's, that's, that's our little bit of giving back. Uh, absolutely amazing. Um, the show has grown and, and you're going to be going to different parts of South Africa this year, yeah? Yeah, we launched in Durban um, in May and that was quite um, crazy. Obviously, Joburg is our, our third year and then we're hitting Cape Town in September 2016. Really and cool. PE, yeah. Really, 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 really Spreading cool. the word about coffee. Ah, amazing. <laughs> I, have, I have tweeted about show. Sean, um, if you want to talk about the, the music lounge, what's going on there? Yeah, so this is the first year that Nadine has decided to add a music element to the Coffee and Chocolate Expo. Yes, you, I'm going to stop you. You really have a radio voice, eh? I know. What can you say? Fantastic. I think I should take your job. <laughs> I'm Gareth. If you heard that, just scratch it. Yeah. Um, no, so I, this is, know, I have to be your co-host if that's the yeah, right thing You see, so, so Nikki just puts on a British accent. When she comes off the microphone, she's like, oh, is it? Uh, yeah. 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 That, that was a lacquer show, yeah? Yeah, no, great job, guys. Yeah, so that's kind of, yeah. Um, no, I've actually got sinusitis at the moment, so I just sound sexy naturally because of that. Anyway, nice hairstyle since you Thanks, complimenting Brew. me. Let me compliment you. Thanks, Boo. Um, so, yeah, this is the first year that uh, Nadine has decided to add, like, um, a music element. What actually happened was that she came to a motherland gig, fell in love with us, and she said, you know, I've got to have this super cool band at my show. So I said to her, well, 
and as you know, Brent, I'm very much involved in also growing the community and you know trying to help where I can. And I said, well, well that, why that, don't that's sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt because we've had you on the show a couple of times, and it's like I said earlier on. Sometimes when I feature things too much, it looks like I'm being paid. Like Coca Cola, there's always once a month the Coca Cola story comes up because their marketing team is so flippin' good. But with you, you've been on my show. Loads of times. And the reason for that, it's not just because you're a pretty face and you have a radio voice. It's because the motherland really believe in giving back. And that is important to me. I need to be highlighting the inspirational leaders like you are um, because it's what you're about. It's really your heart and soul. Yeah, and I think also, you know, like everything that I get involved in, I try to, you know, try to find a way to tie in what I stand for and what my morals are. So I think, you know, with joining with Nadine, you know, I said to her, you know, well, I really believe in exposing South African music because I really do believe that we've got so much talent in South Africa. Absolutely. Nadine just wanted to book the motherland to play. I said, let's make it a whole thing. Let's have a stage. Let's have 14 different acts of some really good South African up-and-coming bands. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with booking big bands. I just think that no one really focuses on the little guys. And, you know, now that the motherland is growing and becoming bigger and bigger, I said to myself, you know, well, how can we give these guys the platform that we had, that we created for ourselves? So we've got a great lineup. We've got four acts on the Thursday. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight acts on the Friday, eight acts on the Saturday, and seven acts on the Sunday. So it's really a great lineup, and it's, it's a really good opportunity for these artists to get exposed to about 25,000 people throughout the festival. Wow. So you, know, you don't know if they're going to get a corporate out of it. You don't know if they're going to get a record deal out of it. But we've opened up that door for them. So I'm really excited about that. Man, it sounds so exciting, and I love uplifting other other communities like the bands and uplifting them and putting them in that spotlight. What you're talking about, the baristas and job creation, that is, I think, what business should be about, Absolutely. is giving back. And also, I mean, I mean, for example, I mean, we have micro-roasteries coming on, which that is my passion, and coffee is, is a big passion of mine, and they don't really have a platform to go into retail. So, you know, they get to be exposed, they get to retail, they get to interact, they get to find, you know, here's our coffee, they get to have a business. And that's what, um, I mean, I love it. I love it. It's such, such a cool concept, such a cool show. Absolutely amazing. And I look forward to coming and, and seeing all about it. Uh, for more information, you can check out my page. I'm going to post all of the stuff there. And if people want to get involved, what are the social media links? We've got um, Coffee and Chocolate Expo on Facebook and at Coffee Choc Expo on Instagram as well as um, Twitter. And then um, www.coffeechock.co.za. Yeah, and if you want to get tickets, they're, they're 80 Rand on the Thursday and 100 Rand on the Friday. and No, sorry, 80 Rand on the Thursday and Friday, 100 Rand on the Saturday and Sunday. They can go to www.artickets.coza. They can get their tickets there. Or they can enter a competition on the Motherland page. We're giving away 10 VIP tickets. Oh, and the Motherland put a little <laughs> plug in there. Not, not, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not at all. Um, all right, so uh, thank you very much for being on the show. I look forward to coming through. I'm going to drag Nikki with me. We're going to go have a lot of chocolate and coffee you will not be dragging me there We've there's got, chocolate the, 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 cool <laughs> thing, the, cool, the cool thing in the VIP lounge there's going to be these um, castle light I mean castle milk stout chocolate beers done sold everyone in, on the show has to have a coffee and chocolate element done yeah. awesome yeah. that's really cool chocolate pasta as well on the what? show what that's and crazy. a lamb roasted in with bike, I mean, roasted, roasted and all the bands with coffee ha- beans. Yeah, and all the bands have to wear chocolate bikini, bikinis or speedos. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rule. <laughs> nice. All right, so um, we're going to go through to that. That's on the 16th of July. But before that, uh, I don't know if you know Deepak Chopra. He's that inspirational, uh, meditational. He's written books. He's decided that on the 11th of July, we need to do one massive meditation group for for an hour or whatever it is this is the video that he released have a listen
Why are we all touched when we see actions of compassion for those in need? Why is it that we look up to those who show the greatest selflessness and care for others? In today's world, people experience two types of poverty. The poverty caused by the lack of food, clothing and shelter, and the poverty caused by the lack of love and compassion. Of these two, the second type needs to be considered first, because if we have love and compassion in our hearts, then we will wholeheartedly serve those who suffer from lack of food and shelter. Do to others what you would have them do to you. This is the essence of compassion. It is a recognition of our deep connection to all life. Though we appear separate, we all come from the same source. As we practice compassion, we experience divine grace extend through us to where it is needed, inspiring a chain reaction of kindness that moves from soul to soul. Our attention is so fragmented by the constant assaults of busyness and information that it can be difficult to find meaning, to find peace, to find ourselves. What can we do to connect deeper into love and peace so we feel compassion? Meditation. Through the silencing of our minds, we drop into a unified field of awareness where love is our natural state. When thousands of us meditate together, we exponentially magnify this love for all life. Is it time for the good heart of humanity to unite in meditation so we can inspire a movement of compassionate action? We want to find out. On July 11th at 9 a.m. PDT, we ask you to join us in a global meditation for compassion. During the live broadcast, we will join Deepak Chopra, Gabrielle Bernstein, Ishmael Kala, and Trevor Hall to experience the many faces of compassion. So um, I'm going to post that video. It's on YouTube. It's had like a million hits already, which is pretty insane. Uh, Deepak Chopra, he wants to do a global movement of meditation where he believes that if we all, I don't know what you're supposed to meditate on because I'm not a big meditationer, but he believes that if we all sit down and we focus our thoughts on the good stuff, perhaps we could do something amazing in the world. I think Nikki and I will join that. Um, we've uh, You've meditated before, haven't you? Um, I haven't strictly meditated, but I've had healing performed on me before. But we, we won't go there because I feel that it's, it's not the time or the place. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we will be joining, we will be joining. That's, I think, 6 p.m. Central African time on Sunday the 11th. Um, close your eyes and think good thoughts and hopefully we can just make the world a better place. Go to your happy place. That's how we go. All right. So, uh, every week I've got a new feature called hashtag give a lot. And it's basically where I highlight a charity that you can get involved in, um, to make a difference. And this week, we're going to line it in theme with Ruby, who's doing amazing stuff. It's a company called Mother Nature Products. And um, as discussed before, in South Africa, we have a huge problem with ladies who cannot afford the cost of a sanitary pad. So Mother Nature Products 
Um, they've come up with this, this idea uh, to restore dignity back into the lives of all the young women who are unable, like we said, to attend school, go to university, work uh, due to their monthly cycle. They've developed a reusable sanitary pad that can last up to six years. Um, I know it's it's a little bit different way to look at things, but if it's cheaper to, to use and they can um, reuse it and it, uh, it becomes something that's part of how they are able to get through their life, then this is something great. It's organic products. It's called MotherNatureProducts.co.za, and they're assisting communities. They're looking for corporate sponsors to come on board, um, exactly like Ruby is, so they can assist with money so that they can get these pads out to the people where they need it most. Very taboo subject, Nix. It is. People don't like to talk about it, but like we said earlier, you know, it happens to every single female in the world. So um, it's something that it shouldn't be so... So hidden and not really talked about. Completely. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're, you're back from England. You're not going anywhere anytime soon, right? Not at the minute. No plans. No plans. We're not going to lose you or you disappear off the face of the earth for three months again. Um, hopefully not. Not well, you know, not unless, you know, David Beckham happens to call and, and summons me back to the UK. Then, of course, then I'll have to. But Oy vey. If I can touch briefly, um, I went to Zanzibar on, on an excursion, we'll call it that. And while I was there, I met up with the most phenomenal human being. I get to meet a lot of them. It's, it's really a cool space to play in. Uh, Rian Manso was doing an MC gig for, I'm going to say it. Coca-Cola. It's there again. Um, he was emceeing a corporate gig and Rian Mansa, for those of you that don't know him, inspirational guy, comes from nothing, born into foster care. Um, and he has in the time that he's been on, on earth, he's, uh, broken so many world records. He circumnavigated Africa on a bicycle. Wow. It took him two and a half years. Two and a half years on a, on a, Bicycle. On a bicycle. Like pedaling bicycle. Pedaling bicycle. Like not even with an engine. No engine. Not a chance. He had to go around the whole circumference of the continent. And in that time, I mean, he's written a book. He got, he got detained in like Sierra Leone. He got like held up. Um, they, they wanted to kill him. Uh, he, just phenomenal. And then we're sitting at dinner, a whole big group of us in Zanzibar and the waiter walks up and, um, offers us whatever and he was Arabic and Rian turns around and goes <laughs> and like breaks out into Arabic in the time that he was there I mean exactly he, like that <laughs> it was just he, he really is the most phenomenal man and when his diary he's from Cape Town so when his diary is sort of worked out we're going to have him on the show Oh, cool. Which I think will be pretty rad because he's got cool stories. Him and his girlfriend last year again another world record him and his girlfriend uh, sailed on a kite not sailed rode what do you call it? Kayaked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. They left on a little kayak from Morocco to New York. That, how long did that take them? Four and a half months. No assistance. It was just the two of them in the middle of this flippin' big ocean. Can you imagine the arguments? Like, in the middle of the sea, the two of them, you're not rowing as hard as you should be, crack on, like... Are you, are you thinking of you and James stuck in a kayak? Yeah, that wouldn't, we'd kill each other. <laughs> Four and a half months on a kayak, not a chance. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's got some interesting stories and hopefully when we get him in studio, we'll be able to catch up with all of those. Um, it's been a great show. I love being back in studio. It has been a, a little while. Next, do you enjoy it? I did. It was good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you here. And I actually feel from the beginning of the show, from the start to where we are now, your English accent has sort of dissipated a little bit. I'm trying because you keep telling me that people don't understand me. So Sorry, what was that? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, say lacquer. 
Lucky. Fantastic. She's back. <laughs> you, <laughs> you've been tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central. Uh, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent, Linda Q, Nikki. We've had amazing people in studio with us, which is really exciting. We're going to repost all of those stories on Twitter, on Facebook. You can catch up with that, catch up with us for any of the other shows. You can go to cliffcentral.com or iTunes. I'm going to leave you with this thought. We need to stay motivated. We need to inspire each other. We're in this together, and the only way we'll get through this is together. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but building the new. That's the good stuff for this week. Um, don't forget to catch up with us every Tuesday from 10 to 11. I don't know what's going on with my tongue. It's like a tongue twister. Uh, next, give us your Twitter handle. Next underscore Abbott. Get in touch, because we need to get her more on Twitter. She's only <laughs> on, on a, when we do the show. It's actually a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really big on the whole Twitter thing. Mainly because I don't understand it. We'll get someone in here who can teach you. It's been great. Thanks and only good things. Bye.